This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Trade my 4x44 GC3, ain't no more freeless feet. I gave him chance, a chance, a chance again. I even told him, please. I find it crazy the police to shoot you and know that you did, but still tell you to freeze. Love, I seen what I seen. I guess that mean hold him down if he say he can't breathe. It's too many mothers just grieving. They're killing us for no reason. Been going on for too long to get even. Throw us in cages like dogs and hyenas. I went to court and they sent me to prison. My mama was crushed when they said I can't leave. First I was drunk, then I sobered up quick when I heard all that time that they gave it to Talib. He got a license plus. We just some products of our environment. How the fuck they gon' blame us? You can't fight fire with fire, right? No, but at least we can turn off the flames on Every color person ain't dumb And all whites not racist I be judging by the mind and heart I ain't really in the face Bigger than black and white It's a problem with the whole way of life It can't change overnight But we gotta start somewhere Might as well go ahead start here We done had a hell of a year I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear So we doing this via Zoom today so if you want to join the show, just hit the uh, hit the link I provided, man. College football canceled this year. Oh, my fault. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to let people load up. You know, it's a little new, so I'm going to give it some time. I know it's 530. People just getting off. Um, I know all my usual analysts that call in. It's a little different today. And, uh... Like I said, just hit the link in the description, and uh, it'll let you right into the Zoom meeting in the waiting room, and uh, we're going to get it rocking like that. So, hopefully everybody having a great day today on this Monday. Start your week off right. What y'all think about this, man? College football. Everybody, everybody canceling their season. ACC hasn't canceled yet. SEC hasn't canceled yet. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to tap into who has canceled. What everybody thoughts is. We already know about, you know, schools going virtual to begin the year. We can even get into that, too, if y'all want to, man. Real talk. But um, got to talk about some NBA. We got, you know, some cattiness going on. Damian Lillard versus Pat Beverly and... And uh, PG3. Should we talk about the NFL? No, nah, we're just going to talk about college. And we're going to talk about the coronavirus. College and the coronavirus. Talk about the two seeds. One seed is trying to cancel the other seed. And what does that do for the well-being of the fans? And what does that do to the well-being of the players? Before we get started, man, as always, this is... Sponsored by Abra Insurance and sthujuice.com. Go to sthujuice.com to get your Shut the Hell Up Juice apparel, to get your Fear apparel, to get your Petty Hawk apparel. Um, I got some things selling out, so make sure you check the sizes. We may not have your size. We got to re-up. That's a good thing, though. Um, my man Chris Gibson said, what you think of Trevor Lawrence? Quote, we're going to talk about that. We definitely going to talk about 
Trevor Lawrence and the quote that he had, man, because um he says he he, he says um he says something that jumped out to me that I don't think a lot of people think about. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let more people join in and uh hey yo OG what's good with you baby I see you out there applying pressure man um but if you want to join in man just click the link in the description this is via Zoom today so everybody you know I get as many people as I want um uh, we transitioning from Blog Talk Radio I figure Zoom will be easier for folks because I know sometimes the switchboard on Blog Talk don't let folks in. It's not a passcode to get into this uh, Zoom meeting. So if you just go in the description, uh, when you come into the Facebook live feed, you should be able. If not, let me know, and I'll get you in here. Um, but, yeah, man, without further ado, let's go ahead. We, we've been shooting, shooting the breeze for a little while. So, look, this is this what I'll do. This is what I'll do. Until I get all my normal analysts to come in here, I know Robert T. Green. Um, he, he's shaking right now, so he's going to try to make sure he can get in here. I know he got a lot of information when it comes to this subject, so I won't have to repeat myself. Let's go ahead and start with the NBA. Um, who should win the MVP? Should it be Braun? Should it be Giannis? Should it be Harden? Like, do we even care that Harden made it in the top three? Because we know it's between Giannis and Braun, correct? And when you look at LeBron James' numbers, man, them joints is them joints is impressive. Like, what are you like three rebounds away from averaging a triple double? And everybody gonna say year 17 and his age and things like that. And he couldn't do it in the West. Now they're the number one seed in the West. So he averaged 25, 8, and 10 this year in 65 games played so far. Phenomenal year, man. 69% from the field is what he's shooting. Um that's the first time since 2014, 2015 that he shot under 50%. Um, that year in Cleveland, he shot 48%. So, Braun is a guy that's usually around, shoot, he usually around like 54%, 53%. Last year, he was 51 Uh, But you look at a stretch from 2009-2010 season, he went 50%, 51 53 56 56 Then he dropped to 48 52 54 54 51 now 49 this year. Um. He's attempting the most threes in his career. He's attempting 6.3 threes a game now. This year's that's a career high. So, you know, let me know who y'all think should win MVP. Uh, Lorenzo says Lucas should win the MVP, should be in the MVP race as well. But between the three, it should be Braun. Um, yeah, I know I'm invisible in some parts, bro. I know Ethan. I'm just, you know, it's just the background, so I don't have to worry about like putting the green screen up and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's gonna look funny as long as you can hear my voice and see see my head. You know, we good. <laughs> he said, "Man, you're invisible in some spots." But uh, hold on. All right, so my man Robert T just showed up. So let me get him in here in the waiting room. See what my guy's talking about. Man, take one, say Lakers in five. What you mean, Lakers in five versus who, Wicks? Giannis should be excluded from the MVP since they have Braun. Oh, oh, oh. So as far as so so anybody, nobody in the East should get MVPs, what you saying, Zoe? 
Hey, Rob, say something, see if I can hear you. Yeah, I can't hear you for some reason. Say something now. Oh, hold on. There we go. There we go. Never mind. I'm going to unmute you. You hear me? Yep, I got you, bro. There we go. How you doing? I'm good, man. You know, was waiting on you, man, before I, before I jumped into it. You know what I'm saying? As far as what's going on, because I know, you know, this this your avenue, man. I know you got a lot to say uh, from the plan standpoint and, and, and what they should do, what they should not do. So I'm going to let you go ahead and educate the audience, as you always do. It's rough out here in these streets. Ball hawk. And, when, and, I, and I say rough because um, the narratives, again, that people today have shown what unpaid labor looks like in the United States of America in the amount of billions. You know, the reality is the majority of people that got an issue with the players that we are united and kind of when you had certain players from certain schools like Trevor Lawrence jump in, say we want to play to try to hijack the fact that what the players are asking for in the first place for a player like him or Justin Fields that a guarantee $60 million essentially by next year. Um, again, when their schools and their coaches, the leaders, if you will, have taken a cowardly stance, even when going back to when the man um, that was a, a assistant coach said the N-word, you haven't heard Dabble Sweeney speak at all. Mm-hmm. But you, but I said to you from the get-go that the reality is in this in this actual country, the amount of unpaid labor pertaining to college athletics and high school athletics is is unprecedented. And this thing has reached all the way to the top where you got Trevor Lawrence having his tweets be retweeted by the president of the United States. We want to play. The same people that are saying, adults, that we want to play, the same people telling these athletes, particularly African-American majority, that they better stand and not take a knee. They telling them that literally they should be happy to basically get that so-called scholarship, which essentially is financial aid, which they were basically going to get regardless of the fact what school they went to, um, and it generate billions. So to watch the, the powers that be, ESPNs of the world, take a guy like Kylan Hill and then put out on social media about how he don't want to go home and say people get killed, K-I-L-T, for the <laughs> people that can pretend to pretend like he's getting an education, which he's not. That this young man don't even understand that even if he was to achieve his dream of playing the National Football League, with the lack of knowledge that he has at this point right now, no matter how good he is talent-wise, he's going to be broke before he even gets started. And conferences like the ACC and the SEC predicate their actual business model off of that. When Nick Saban says he'll be people will be safer at Alabama than they would be at home, but you couldn't even protect Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I'm sorry, Tua Tagovailoa, after basically one game of being um, um, out of surgery, and he didn't have an insurance policy. But you now he want a majority of African American men <clears throat> to play a sport that's going to generate $2 billion in Alabama if they don't play to come out there and do it when, again, 1% only going to go pro and the other 99% generating billions. Uh, they move just for a reason. Players that continue in that uh, we are united spoke about. Uh, when we want to play, got involved, you know, these people that don't understand how this stuff works, chiming in to suppress and try to basically um, diminish 
yeah, shoot, a student athlete if they're winning call on that in, a, in order to get what they need to be. But it's not going to work. And as I said before, I, I like to break um, new, you know, news on your actual show. Now, again, you may not remember, but our conversations, I told you this day was coming. And when I say things, and I'm when I said this day is coming, at 10, and one of these conferences was not going to play, people think I'm crazy. But when I'm the player's rep, I'm telling you exactly what they're looking for, what they want. Mm-hmm. And for those that are on TV and the masses continue to think that their narratives that they try to spin is going to change the fact of where we're headed now, they're going to continue to be sadly mistaken. Yeah, that's that's real, bro. I mean, it's just one of the things that uh, it's interesting to see the different analysts talk about the college football season, and you talk about old Greg from Alabama. What's what's your thoughts on what Greg old Greg right. had to say? <laughs> Greg Greg need to get some pom poms, some from Crimson Tide pom poms, and, and roll out because the reality is the way he continued to one minute is talking about just like players last year making a decision. Um, to leave college and go play. Oh, I just want to play one more time with my people, one more time with my teammates. Not realizing economically, these same athletes that are sitting here and putting their bodies on the line at risk, the same universities now are saying to them, oh, you know, just go ahead and play. No protocols in place. I can say with 1,000% because I, I have access and knowledge of what's going on that when the, when the, when the uh, Pac-12 and the Big Ten spoke out about the things that they needed specifically for health and safety, not just the um, the financial component, but at the same time, none of those protocols were put in place. Zero. They basically was basically going to call, try to call the players bluff, and basically said things at one point. Uh, you know, yeah, wear a helmet. You know, the helmet we're gonna we're gonna acclimate the period, do the acclimation period longer. So essentially, saying to the players that we are so dumb and that uneducated that if we put on a helmet and run around for three or four weeks when we have a game in less than a month, as football players is in our best interest in health and safety-wise that we're going to run around without pads when we got a game in less than 30 days. And, and then you telling us by wearing this helmet, we won't get COVID. Just never forget, and I use that term all the time, never forget, two months ago, the same uh, Big Ten was telling players to take right sign up for pledge waivers when they were actually uh, waivers, mm-hmm. giving up liability for their actual rights. And so at the same time, those same coaches were not on that actual field. There was no medical staff on their field. They were basically using these African-American athletes at large, for the most part, majority, as guinea pigs. Yeah. And they, that's where they're trial and error. So now when the players say, hey, we need third-party um, testing, why would they not say third-party testing? It's not just COVID-19. It's a, at least 1,000 athletes still walking and breathing today knows that the NCAA, um, that oversees universities and schools and coaches, that injuries have been misdiagnosed, undertreated, underinsured and when we walk out of that school and that stuff is not documented they will mm-hmm. say it never happened and that's the same exact thing that these coaches in the universities want these players to do without understanding it sign this pledge this legal document waiver giving them all rights and responsibilities so when most people think it's about COVID-19 when the players said their voices will be heard it meant what they said what the schools really don't want to have happen is that you push this forward and no different in 2016 with Missouri if you don't basically start to respect and make adequate changes to the players and the responses that they want, when you come up the Saturday morning at the TV advertising, college game day, and all these people, they show up, the money you spent to come in, mm-hmm. and they tell you an hour before kickoff, we're not playing. It's over. 
Mm. And I'm here to tell you as a player's rep, that's exactly what's going to happen. So like I said, Ball Hawk, you're my witness. I don't yeah. say things on your show that are not going to happen. That's a fact. So at the end of the day, if you basically want to try these kids and these parents and you want to basically call their bluff, go ahead and try to get them to go out there and play. Go out there and try to basically skip past the health, health concerns. You're going to be sadly mistaken. And all the money that the NCAA is going to have to pay back from TV advertising, marketing, gambling, and the list goes on and on and on, um, it would never be the same. So when I say pay to play, there's no pay, no play. You're asking young um, developing athletes, because I'm not calling them students, because, again, Kylan Hill proved that again today. Before you hit tweet and hit send, you said kilt. <laughs> and the ESPN felt like putting that out there. And, and again, they do that. Once again, to disparage the African-American athlete. It amazed me how many Caucasian media was trying to insinuate that without football, all of us black athletes would be in jail and basically on drugs and drinking when they fail to realize without these African-American athletes, uneducated ones, uninformed ones, that they pay your bills. Colin Hill Did and the Trevor rest kind of these guys, to that too? Trevor kind of alluded to statement. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yes, he did. So what, you, what I'm saying is this was a concerted effort. Trevor Lawrence had the battery pack put in by the guy who didn't want to accept responsibility for his actions and Dabble Sweeney, all the mm-hmm. way up to the person in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue retreating, we want to play. You want to play? We want to play. Pay the players. No pay, no play. Take care of their health and safety concerns. Take care of their insurance, real insurance. You're talking about a billion-dollar industry when they talk about now all of a sudden the, 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 the presidents and the schools were really concerned about their health and safety. Well, if that's the case, then why did, why did the MAC cancel their seasons while others are saying we can play? Yeah. Again, the, the amount of hypocrisy about what's really going on, always has gone on, gone on, is now the players realizing, like, you don't care anything about us. You care about what we can do for you. Yeah. You got a group of kids coming out next year that's going to basically replace the guys from this year. We can't miss out on these hundreds of millions and billions of dollars for this unpaid, cheap so, labor. So what happens to, you know, uh, Lorenzo, shout out to Lorenzo Powell. He had a question. He said, what's going to happen to the redshirt freshmen or sophomores or juniors if they cancel the season? Are they still going to be eligible for next year draft or will this count against their redshirt year? Like, what, what happens? Is this just so a wash? People- so many people misunderstand how the draft actually works. And I'll, I'll use Nick Bosa as an example. Okay. Nick Bosa, in his freshman year, only played on third downs. Not that much at all. He's, that's the brother of Joey Bosa. His father's in the league as well. Yeah. Same thing his sophomore year. Then his junior year, he got hurt. A big-time mm-hmm. injury against the TCU. The man left school, yeah. <laughs> withdrew. Because the school was trying to convince him to stay, rehab there, come back, get ready for the end of the actual year, bowl game, where to get this hat and his T-shirt. <laughs> yep. Nick Bosa left school, got healthy, got surgery, trained, and became the second pick in the NFL draft. He was also a pro bowler as a rookie. Mm-hmm. He's not the only player that has shown, and it's been many. You'll go no further than a guy like um, Mitch Trubisky. His college career lasted about maybe nine games as a starter total. Had a team move up a spot to draft the number two overall for the Chicago Bears. The NFL could care less about you playing 35, 40 games in college. And I keep trying to teach these athletes that. 
coaches like Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, Ed Ogeron now with the statement that Joe Burrow made yesterday talking about he would need to get a job. Well, Joe Burrow should get a job because he's older than Lamar Jackson. He was teammates with Michael Thomas. He was teammates with Ezekiel Elliott. The reality is these coaches continue to make it seem like they're doing a great coaching job when there's never been a JV, junior varsity, beat a varsity team. So you do not have to have players who's trying to get to the National Football League play X amount of games. What you have to have is the right tape, have the right health, they have to have the right height, weight, body comparison to speed because the NFL model is they want cheap labor and they want healthy labor. And look no further than a guy who used to play for Clemson named Cordero Tankersley. I was looking at this the other day. If guys don't remember him, he was just there in 2017. Great corner. Oh, yeah, this is great, this is great, this is great. Cordell got released from Miami the other day. What became aware, aware, I mean, aware to me is that I looked at his age. You have any idea what his age is, Ahmad? <laughs> he played for Dabble. Take a guess. Not on the second contract either. What are you like? He's 27. Oh my that mean, god. That, that mean that man again, that mean that man was playing corner against college kids at 23, 24. Yeah. And so when you're talking about winning national championships, Dabble Sweeney's been the master of getting grown men to give up millions for t-shirts mm-hmm. and, and pizza. T-shirts. And pizza. Don't forget the pizza. Pizza party. Pizza party. The, 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 the man that says, coming out. Yeah, yeah. The man that says he don't want players to get paid, but yet he had a trademark of Dabble Swing since 2009. So my man That's Marvelous said in the chat, he said uh, that the, basically he answered Renzo's question. He said the players get an extra season. They would not be counted towards scholarship equivalency next year. Oh, Again, scholarship equivalency. They yep. put that in the in the in the pack. Tw- I mean, in the we are united in the NCAA back that because once again, you don't realize something. It's financial aid. Hmm. Can, it's just it's just a word. As long as you because your parents still gonna fill out that paperwork the next year, regardless, yeah. and it's still gonna be based off their income, regardless. Hmm. So when they say how's it gonna be impacted, well, how's your parents' financial aid? And I'll give you the answer to the question. Hmm. So the fact is, it's not like they over there sitting there put money to the side again when they're going to get that money from the next shoe company the next apparel company is going to give them that money for that year i think right now ohio state is still on a 15-year deal with nike for 252 million dollars damn yeah and and michigan's under there is for like 173 so when i put the numbers out um the other day which people don't kind of overlook you know that about a year ago the the big 10 made 757 million while the ncaa brought in one point one eight billion. Let's not forget that these institutions are five hundred one c three not for profit organizations. Not for profit organizations, like the NFL was into two thousand and fourteen. And the only reason why they continue to be able to get away with this is because these same kids from the economic and social standings, like the media, try to turn the narrative today that without football, you guys won't be there. So as I said to Trevor Lawrence and those are making that point, well, if you paid Kylan Hill for what he does. And you pay these other players, they can move out of those neighborhoods, not wouldn't they? Mm. So, so, yeah. so, so once again, don't try to basically make a situation or make a story about something you do not understand, you're not qualified to speak on. And there's too many people that's getting paid by certain networks right now that are doing this all day, every day. They are oh, skipping yeah. over the main thing. We we want to play. Oh, these kids want to play. But when a kid want to go to the pros, you say he quit on his team. Yep. Oh, we want to play, we want to play. But when a kid says he want to opt out, he's a quitter. 
Oh, mm-hmm. we want to play. We want to play. When a kid says he want to get paid, oh, what does he know about getting paid? He don't understand economics. Well, that's because of the school he goes to. I got I got folks who say that you should honor your commitment. So if you sign a scholarship for four years, you should stay for all four years. It's just there's no scholarship like, for four years though. Yeah. That's the first point. Educate these people. Yeah, it's, it's one year, year renewal. Year. Yeah, exactly. And the, and we know coaches do things like, for example, when he want to take it financially to give it to somebody else, he tosses the ball right six times in a row so the defense can hit you six seven times mm. and basically abuse you. So now you decide you don't want to play anymore. Yeah, you, so you go quick. Retire. You transfer. Right. But they don't tell you that. So, again, there's so many people that literally don't understand how this stuff works, but on the side of watching, again, people that generate billions and say they're supposed to honor things. These coaches take a job. There's 700 schools that are out there. 650 coaches are using each one of these kids and their families to, to, to move up in the sports world hey, and the coaching professional ranks. I don't mean to cut you off, but mm-hmm. I, would, I, would be, I wouldn't be myself if we didn't talk about a dude that I respect so much for his athletic prowess and what he did as a corner, but Deion Sanders, that statement he made, how the game don't care about if you opt out, it's going to continue to move. Like, is he that, is he that far removed from the game? Like has he, his mind not evolved? Like he's around youngsters too. Institutionalization is real. What you don't realize in the sports right right now, they're talking about these players are coming back and playing and basically now saying whether they're in a bubble. Remember, if they're in a bubble, but they're not getting paid. Yeah. That means they're being incarcerated. <laughs> that means you are now putting them in a place where they cannot leave. Nope. They have to perform labor. Mm-hmm. They have to eat when they're told to eat. Mm-hmm. Walk when they're told to walk. Generate revenue. And entertain those that they're going to be there. While everybody else stays away. Because it's too dangerous for them. That's yeah. what incarceration is. You can try to spin it all you want to. Again, you're not get, you You told players to leave their apartments. You got coaches saying they're going to be safer here. Well, they so much safer on, at Alabama's campus and Michigan's campus. Why wasn't you there two months ago when you beckoned these players to volunteer to show up by themselves huh. with no one else amongst themselves? Sense. You make it too much sense. The same, man. That was two months ago. In March, they were about to put the players on the basketball court for March Madness, and literally without any fans. And the pandemic was still going on then. They were going to do that for money. And mm-hmm. then it stopped. Because somebody I know, he calls himself the player's rep, said, if you do that, you're going to find out what liability really looked like. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, just like these coaches in these schools, if you put these kids out there, and you don't have all these protocols in place, and you're not doing what you say you're supposed to do, which they have not, like I said, based off the demand from the uh, Pac-12 and the, and the Big Ten, which is why we got to the point where we are today, to have these coaches once again go out and, and blatantly tell bold-faced lies to the media and have the media regurgitate them for when, for a perfect example, Michigan says, oh, we have the perfect situation. Oh, do you really now? What's the perfect situation? Please explain to us Oh, do you the, really? The, the consumers, what is the perfect situation? Yeah. Before you retweet that. Yeah. I know what the situation is, which is why the Big Ten did what they did. Mm. Is 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 not is not a coincidence or a shocker that the two schools that wanted to play was Nebraska and old Iowa, you know, found guilty of racism and bullying for over the last two decades, because they have shown their lack of care for those that who this virus would affect the most. Mm-hmm. 
And once again, we're talking about these young men and their families taking all the risk. And I'm a business person. So when I yeah. talk about risk versus reward, when someone says, well, the guy is going to, they, they, they're not going to get a chance to go to the league. 1% going to the league. I can literally, if I wanted to, go out there and look at every player on the actual draft of 2021, and I pretty much with 95% can tell he's going to get drafted and not. Yeah. Simple as that. So for those that's making it, but the other 99% that they wanted to go out there and risk who won't be playing after this year, who, who, who that communications degree won't help someone like a Kylan Hill that's talking mm-hmm. about kilt. Uh, hey, man, get out that man day, for using slang, man. No, no, you know why? You know why? Because when he did what he did pertaining to the, to the flag, uh-huh. and, he, and, he, and he took the flag down, the, 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 um, the Confederate flag, yeah. people were going at his neck saying, oh, he should stay in his lane. He should do this and do that. Then the same people turn around uh. and put it out there and use the fact that he literally uh, wants to play because he realizes he feels like that without football, he's never going to make it. Yeah. Even with the so-called education he's getting. So when he hit that that that, that send button, he didn't realize mm-hmm. that saying you being killed doesn't basically help solidify the fact that you're getting the education that you want everybody to believe that you're getting. Yeah. It makes you look and tells everybody what we always know, that these players will give up their left and right leg, which the industry always counted on, to try to get where they feel like they're going to be. I think you just hit the nail on the head. They always Nobody told Colin players the NFL, to give yeah, up, give up everything and anything and everything to play and when players well, misdiagnosing out, injuries right yeah. misdiagnosing injuries yep. so when when players opted out they didn't tell you that the billions that they made oh there you go so an insurance policy for example a ptd permanent disability policy which means you never play sports again for someone that's projected to be a first round pick if you offer me you say oh two million dollars a guy named Aaron LeGrand got injured from Rutgers some years ago. He ended up in a um, wheelchair. In a wheelchair, running. yeah. If you can't play sports, that $2 million goes out the window like almost in less than a year when you got injuries like that. Yep. But the fact of the matter is, here's the real kicker. That $2 million policy is like $4,000. So when players hear, oh, they're going to give me $2 million in insurance, they don't even know how that works. That's a drop in the bucket. Explain how that works. That's- Explain how that works. Okay, so again, one insurance is an individual base right. So that yeah. means again, if you want to go all state progressive, no one can tell you, hey, ball hawk, you got to use this one. If yeah. they do, they violate their rights. Two, they have to have an actual license to actually administer or talk about the level of insurance that you want. Mm-hmm. Now, up to like a couple years ago, literally a year ago, NCAA were basically out there using their actual people in all the different schools to administer insurance policies without anybody actually having a license, which is illegal, by the way. Yeah. And there's some several cases of athletes that we've worked with and know that literally these schools told them things that was not true, going all the way back to Marquise Lee, where the school said to an insurance advisor, oh, we'll take care of it. Again, not licensed. They helped them fill out the paperwork. Once the paperwork is filled out, he tried to collect on the claim, the insurance provider says, nope, you're not getting paid. And then it was a lawsuit. Why was that? Well, the school was the one to fill out the documentation with him and try to basically do it where it was beneficial to the school. And then now he's not going to collect on the actual payment of the insurance he thought he was getting to protect himself. So even when some of these policies that they get, 
to try to convince kids to stay in school, a lot of these policies that they're getting and that they're signing up for are never going to pay out. The school knows that because they're the one that got someone hired now to do that. Yeah. So when players say in their, on their demands, we want third-party COVID-19, it's not just third-party COVID-19 testing. It's everything third-party. These kids are well aware about how the NCAA operates pertaining to their health and safety, their injuries. Because, again, like I said before, you played in the NCAA, you got injuries. I guarantee Virginia didn't document them all. I got them. When they stick you in the arm with that cortisone, they don't tell you that it's a steroid. They're going to tear your muscles apart. So now when you're getting shot up left and right, left and right, and they're not documented, when you try to go to the NFL and they do the evaluation, they say, oh, you, you're not going to play that long because you, you, your, your, your body is degenerating in that scenario. So all of a sudden now, you, you in a, you're like, what happened? Yeah. You say into the school, like, I didn't know this. And then we have issues. So as far as insurance is concerned, the best insurance that these players can have at this point with the unknown is to opt out. That's the best insurance you can get to protect your future interests. If yeah. you go out there right now and play, and all of a sudden you do get COVID, Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> the NCAA can say to you, you're going to miss four games. But you, we want to play. Mm-hmm. You have no parameters. You have no guidance, no direction about anything. And you want these players to step out there and take all the risk. Mm-hmm. There's no representation. There's no knowledge of what's really going on at that level. But you got these kids saying, we want to play. Play with what? Play how? Play th- what's the protocols? They don't have any. And at the end of the day, this is why we are where we are right now. You couldn't get away with this in the MLB, NHL, WNBA, the uh, Major League Baseball. All of those people had less time than the NCAA did since the NCAA was the first the first crack at it with the NBA in March. Yeah. And now we here are again, no further than we were back in March the second when March Madden was canceled. So let's 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 double back right quick because my man Teray for all shout out to Teray. Teray always. I figured Teray would agree with what – well, he said Dion's statement was true. He said not that I agree, but his statement was correct. And Dion stated, for the folks who don't know, he was talking about players opting out. And he said, all players opting out in all sports, please believe in caps. The game will go on without you, Sanders said on Twitter. This is a business, and don't you ever forget that. There is no one that's bigger than the game itself. itself. Only the ref, umps, and officials are that important that you can't play without them. Not you. Hashtag truth. I disagree. I don't even – that's not true to me. If the players don't show up, the game can't go on. You're right. I don't – Look who's speaking on that. It's not Darrell Revis. He got his money out there. He made his money. So do you think this – I know this is more of a rhetorical question, but do you – this is more of Dion understanding that no season, no payment from who he with NFL Network or CBS. Which one is he with now? He would one of them. NFL Network. NFL, NFL Network. Network. So no football, no analysts is getting paid. No football podcast. Hey. Nobody to interview. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Like every all media is affected. But you don't see hey. me out here saying, "Yo, y'all need to play." Right is right and wrong is wrong. And in this situation, Dion get look. Somebody get to me that ain't right. If players ain't the game ain't going to move on if players all band together so they're not going to play. You might have some crabs that cross the picket fence and, and put themselves at risk, but, yeah, Dion is whack for that. That was trash. We're talking, we're, talking about, we're talking about a man that's 50 years old 
that played a great amount of football at one point. We're talking about economic and social standards in a society in a game that only over the last three to five years, and I happen to represent one of the highest rated athletes ever in the history of high school football going through college. So I can speak to this from the whole name, image, and likeness thing, from going through the whole process, from top to bottom, the speaking, watching how I know how every coach came and operated and tried to pitch to him and his mom. Know that. So the yeah. fact of the matter is that wasn't going on when Dion was going on. And what Dion is doing now, once again, <laughs> a lot of those guys out there, and I've always had a problem with older men want to have secret meetings behind closed doors with 17 to 20 year olds. That tells you all you need to know. Yeah. When you talk about conferences, there's a billion is you don't want them to have representation legally, which is what the PAC 12 were trying to um, keep the players from getting lawyers. Yeah. But trying to get them to sign up things they don't understand and thought it was going to fly. He's a, he's right to the point where, yeah, you can opt out and the game will move on. But the reality is that is fine. The game moves on from everybody. Yeah, it what moves out to, what, it move it moves on for anybody ever try to hold out for a contract. Now, 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 exactly. So the same way he said <laughs> that, the same way I teach younger players, don't worry about what Dion say, don't worry about what Joe Klatt say, don't worry about what Greg McElroy says. Yeah. Because the bottom line is, go take care of your business and your family, and let that be what guides you. Not they worry about their bottom line. That's, you know, that's what's so that, amazing about this whole situation, like. Dion, we know you worry about your bottom line. But a person like you with this much influence need like that don't need to be said in this climate. It really don't. Cause it's not about the game could can, can move on without you. And if 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 it was a fifth, if a player don't play, if an official don't show up, we all understand it's a if that has to come into play. My man Lungs joining us, but this that's not that's not the time, Dion. Like Dion, come on, man. You got too much influence to take that. Route, in my opinion. And let me see if I get my man Longsford up here, man. Let me unmute him. Come on, let me unmute him. There we go. There you go. What's up, Lungs? Don't play professional, don't show up. We all understand it's an if that has to come into play. My man Longs joining us, but this that's not that's not the time, Dion. Like Dion, come on. You got too much influence to take turn your Facebook down. Route, in my opinion. Let me see if my, my man Lung put up here, man. Let me unmute him. Turn your Facebook down, Lung. <laughs> you hear me, Harlem? Yeah, turn your Facebook down so it won't be an echo. Yeah, you good. I cut it off. What's up, bro? Nothing much, bro. Hey, man, y'all doing a great job, man. This, I just wanted to join just to be a part of what y'all doing. I like what y'all talking about. Let's- so, yo, before Luns get started, people got to realize who this dude is. To me, this was my OG, my rookie year in Colorado. I just shared a video today, my first ever pick with the crush versus Georgia. And he was number three. He was on the field trying to celebrate with the young pup, but the young pup was so looking for the flashy lights. But this is my OG who taught me the ropes. But- with the gold BBSs too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it. Hey, uh, Robert Green, man. Do a great job, brother. I've been I've been checking you out, man. I, I really like what you're doing. Keep up the good yeah, work, man. Just that. keep that. keep doing it. And and Hulk, you know, I ain't trying to take over your show, man. But you, nah, you, good. you do a great job, brother. And I, I I I can't say enough of good things about you. You know that. So yeah, you my bro, man. Forever. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. And you've always been a guy that's been straightforward with everybody that's out there. So if, if anybody listen to this and 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 know. It's always been about the money. We know it. It's yeah. always been about the money with the NCAA. 
We've all been used and abused as professional football players. We've been abused as college football players, and we get abused as high school football players. Mm. The only time that football is not abused is when we were in Little League. That's the only time that you was just truly playing out of your heart. After that, it all became of what you could do for the school, what you could do for the program, or how you was going to change your life for your families. And and that made everybody, it made me think the same way that everybody else think. Like, oh, man, if I ain't going to get a check, you know, I got to figure out I played hurt, played this way, played with concussions, broke shoulders, stingers, everything, because I'm trying to get a check. I'm trying to get a check. And I used to tell Hawk that all the time, you know, yep. he was young. And I knew he was going to go to the NFL if he wanted to go to the NFL, but he had to know it was a business no matter what happened to him on that field that nobody cared about him like like his brothers cared for him in the locker room. So mm-hmm. y'all have love, man. I just want to be a part of let y'all know y'all doing a great, bro. Great, great, great. Pre- appreciate it. I got a quick question for you before you go. In college. I'm just letting you talk. Okay, so let me ask you this in college. So we can, we can talk about this in college. Was every injury that you had, was it ever uh, documented, written, or supported? So when did they take care of it once you left? No. Um, it's funny you say that because when you talked about the quarter zone shots, I said I would never play if I had to get a shot. And then all of a sudden somebody introduced me, oh, you can get a shot with some, some testosterone or whatever it was, mm-hmm. a tetrol yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Totoroil. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, they drug this yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and you get this combination, get this cocktail. That's what it was called, a cocktail. Go yep. get you a cocktail, right. and and we're gonna see how you do. We're gonna shoot you up today, see how you feel for practice. But we're not gonna practice you, but we wanna see you work out to get a, mm. a an evaluation. Oh, he's gonna be able to play. So we'll let him sit out the whole week because we know he's gonna be able to play. We'll hit him up, he'll be good to go because like my coach told me, he said, you at 90% is better than the guy we got behind you at 100%. Which, But in their mind, like you said, they're going to put the best product on the field because that's how they move up in their job. Yep. They can't get away with a guy that ain't an All-American not playing. They got an All-American out there playing. They got Adrian Lunster sitting out there. Now they can sell that. Oh, I got an All-American. Look at him. He's out here balling. He's an All-American. He does this. He does that. Now you bring a guy off the bench. Who is this guy? Nobody know who he is. Nobody yep. know what's going on. And it's unfair to everybody on the team. But you don't understand it until you got stuff platforms like this, where these. I try to tell these young kids, y'all need to pay attention to this stuff. This is how the game really works. Nobody can tell you this unless you met me and Hawk met each other. So I can talk to him. Yep. If I didn't, if I had never met him, how is he gonna know the game? Who's gonna lace him right. up? Who's gonna lace him right. up with all the game? Nobody. Just working. Hey, he a baller. He a young baller. Hey, he gonna play. He gonna play hard. They had him playing linebacker. He the best receiver, best DB we got. They got him playing linebacker. They got him playing linebacker. Genius coaches, right? That's what they they want you to know. They want you to know you genius. But what they don't tell you about that shot, which is important to know, once again, I talk about players not playing through the pandemic, is that that shot literally it it makes your body feel like and think that the injury is no longer there. Mm. It's, there, it's actually tearing your ligaments apart. So even when you're going through that, by the time that you leave school, the injury you thought you had is worse off than when you had in the first place. So again, they didn't insure you. They didn't fix it. And they move you along. And if you're a guy that's basically trying to get to the NFL, you're going through a, a, a system like Dabble Sweeney's. You know, when you talk about, I said Cordell Tankersley before, like find out the man 27 years old. And what the man don't understand is by staying in Clemson until that time frame, 
the NFL don't pay second contract money to 27, 28 year old DBs. Mm. Not not like they don't do that. Yep. And I can I can list I can yep. list case after case after case. So when the coach tell you, oh, stay the next year, trust the process, do this, do that. I'm like, you are now came there, was told they're gonna help get you where you want to be. You got your high school coaches now convincing you to stay another year out so you can get to school late. So when they can say you're an All-American freshman yeah. as a 20-year-old running back, nobody checks your birth certificate, and that's all <laughs> over the SEC. And we're supposed to sit there and act like you some great type of guy. You're an old man. You got people in, on Alabama's roster that got gray hair. And I do not lie when I'm saying what I'm saying. You watch and smoke <laughs> cigars. But you want to sit there and call these coaches great. So when I try to teach these guys that at the end of the day, the, longer, the sooner you get to the NFL, the healthier you get to the NFL, the longer you play in the NFL. In the story, it ain't nothing else to it, and so but players don't get that. And let these coaches now they want to put you into a pandemic. We want to play. Yeah, like I said they have no protocols. If the kid tears his ACL right now during the pandemic, who's paying for it? Mm. If they're not all out there, if the right. kid all of a sudden goes back and gets the COVID nineteen once again, how many games he got to miss? You saying quarantine? If if Trevor Lawrence left tackle gets COVID nineteen and he's with somebody else talking about contact tracing, now you can have your whole starting offensive line out. Hey, Trevor Lawrence, you a tough guy. You going to go play? God bless you. I bet you won't. So whoever you in your ear right now talking about um, um, business, the hell we want to play thing will go right out the window. Because with right. your whole left side of your line out the way, they about to cost you a guaranteed $35 million. Yep. So the thing is, again, you don't have any of these things in place, but yet you got schedules that's supposed to start off at September the 5th. And once again, when the whole world of the professional ranks are doing what they're doing right now, and protocols. You got kids with people that so-called care about them with nothing in place. And that's why we're doing the things that we're doing today. Hey, Rob. So my man Marvelous, shout out to Marvelous Robinson, another hot take. He said the Big Ten may not cancel now, but delay the start of the season. They giving in. So the Big Ten feel they think they're making the decisions. That's the first problem. <laughs> what they're trying to do. What they're trying to do is like they were trying to first. They were trying to convince the kids to buy into what they didn't buy in in the first place, mm-hmm. so they can move the season by now. So for again, for the athletes that are that are already opted out, was going to be more opt outs because just like anything else, if you move the season back, the NFL draft doesn't change. Right. So to get prepared for that, you now have to basically now put your actual own future on the line for something that you don't know is guaranteed. Like I said, you start the season point. and push your back, get the COVID. You gonna miss the combine because of the COVID? That's a great point. You, you ain't, you're not a businessman. You ain't in. You ain't ready for, for pro business. Hey, I ain't even so, thinking that, Rob. They ain't pushing that damn combine back. They ain't pushing nothing back. That's the point. Damn. NFL on their schedule. And the reality is, if you're trying to get to the league, don't think for one second that Nick Saban putting a word in for you when you got COVID and a, and a <laughs> torn hamstring is gonna change your draft status. And and you how does fall. and how does high school football play into this? Because they playing in the spring. For those kids who under the radar don't have a lot of offers, how does it affect them? Man, like I said, that decision making process—it's all, all a game. It's all a game. First of all, and I'll say this on your air because because they're taking money from a lot of people. So I want your audience to know: NCSA, mm-hmm. save you thirteen hundred dollars because college coaches don't look at that at all. Mm. Use your huddle. There's technology now. We created our own system based off your name, image, and likeness platform to do what you got to do. So the reality is, like I said, height, weight, speed. Mm. If you basically show those things, you go to a camp, that's how you get in. 
It ain't about all of a sudden now how these guys can get looked at. Everybody, you really want to go to college, you can go as an African-American person without playing football. As mm. I said before, college is free all across the country for people that are poor. But that's not what they're telling you. Right. If you really want to, if you are a, a football player and you want to play at the college level, there's things you can do. For example, take a kid from Florida who gets a full scholarship, say, to Western Michigan. Say, oh, Michigan. Yeah. No, let's, let's take Western Michigan or Eastern Michigan. Okay, full scholarship. Ma, I got a full scholarship offer. I'm in Florida. But Miami is Division One ACC. I'm in Florida. I got in-state tuition and out-of-state tuition. Do you not know that kid can go and walk on Miami is the ACC, and it will cost his parents less money to go to Miami than it would for them to get that full scholarship and to go to Eastern Michigan. That's a fact. That's I got my business. man, got my man Coley on right now. Shout out to my dog right here, Coley. What's good with you, dog? What's good, man? What's good, man? I, and Hawk, man, you, you you know me more than anybody, man. Whenever it comes to all of this, you already yep. know you won't even let me back to the school to speak no more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for those who don't, for those who don't know, man, me and Coley talk so much off the air, bro, through texts and, and messages and stuff. And this, yo, he been on this from topics yeah, like so, this. He he, this what he love right here. For sure, for sure, because you know you don't the, the NCAA they they do it so or the different colleges, universities they do it so um it's so beautifully done, right? Yeah. You almost got to admire it, man. Yeah. Because I was never one of those people. I know a lot of other cats that weren't one of those people that put all their eggs in the one basket whenever it came to their sport, man. But whenever I a little bit of background, man, I started my master's program while I was still in my um while I was still at school. Yeah, I left in the middle of it in order to, to pursue the NFL. Then I came back. You get what I'm saying? But me having that experience gave me a different perspective. And then I saw the business of what the NFL was in that time too. And then I understand where I was lacking at. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. In the six months that I went back to finish my master's, I had experience more in those six months of seeing the grounds of where we went to school at, yada, 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 than I did in four years of being at the university. You get what I'm saying? As soon as you get there, you already know your whole life is planned for you, right? Yep. But incarcerated. Yeah. But I wanted to point out, right? And I want us to get, you know, if we talk about coronavirus, right? Yeah. And this right here is the the the, the relationship I'm gonna make between the two. You were talking about the spending, because I studied all this stuff extensively. I mean, some stuff maybe changed over the course of the years with the playoff and all that stuff. But you know, I can get the inside scoop on that because my, my college roommates work well, works for the college playoff. But Whenever you talk about how much money the NCAA is making and stuff like this, right, in, in, in terms of football alone, right, only the top 25 programs turn a profit, all right? And this this right here is whenever I was studying it. And this right here is it's still recent. It's within, like, the last five years. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, that profit can even be $1,000. You get what I'm saying? Or $1. But the top 20 – usually it's always the top 25 schools and universities in the country, for one. So I don't want to, I don't want to, because I heard you throwing out figures earlier about how much money is being made and stuff like that, right? And then without, but I want you to talk about the spending also. You feel me? Because in these conversations, I, I, you know, I love it. I try to get people to real, but I don't want to scare away uh, athletes either. Yeah. You feel me? Because there is a lot of stuff. As much as they take from us, you feel me? And it's a debt that they 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 don't do a good job with and they, they can't pay us back from whenever it's all said and done. You feel me? There's still a lot of stuff, people that we meet, the whole nine yards that you get from this. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And yep. Trevor spoke to it. I didn't see the quote with the kid talking about kilt. You feel what I'm saying? 
<laughs> but, but, and no, that's just Rob messing with that kid. Now, don't let that. Do kid. So, so, but regardless no, of that, no, man, no, 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 it was important, real quick, why that's important because once again, that's the one kid they put out as our representation. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, as no a doubt. black kid, oh, and, that, and that was not no, by accident. For sure. And, and that's the point that I made, and that's what I was making that point. Yeah, with whenever you put in the context of it, of him doing where everything he did for the flag, this, that, and the third, mm-hmm. I understood you completely. I'm, I'm, trust me, we're on the same page. It's just yeah. little intricate stuff in there. You get what I'm saying? I don't want to I don't want to put the wrong message out there, act like, oh, they just take from us everything. You feel what yeah. I'm saying? And they don't give us nothing. Yeah. You it's like you said, they do it so they do it so beautifully that you don't even realize what they doing. Yeah, you know no, what I'm saying? No, for sure, man. But it's a lot of cats, man. I could like how many of y'all, y'all everybody up here play D1 football, right? Or some type of football, right? Yeah. How many of y'all how many cats whenever you got on that plane ride for the first time to go to the away game, it was y'all you know, some people, a lot of people on the flight, their first time flying. First time. Yeah. Right. Every time. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? And, yeah. and, and we need to understand too. How many players it is for football, right? Mm-hmm. I can't I can't think of no football program. Maybe Texas, Alabama, Clemson, maybe. You feel me? That are are, are actually turning a profit year in and year out with that organization alone. Because in my studies in the last five years, also, let me let me go ahead and put this out there. Plug it, dog. 90%, 90% of all NCAA revenue came from March Madness. Right. Yes. You feel what I'm saying? Football right. is an expensive ass sport, and we're barely a revenue generating sport. If you think about how many players it is that you got to accommodate for travel, eating, you get what I'm saying? Food, like the whole nine yards, and then it's even basketball. Of course, they they're the big money makers, and some I think our our at UVA our bas- our baseball team even turned a profit one time. Yeah, but those right there are the only three uh, in women's basketball that could turn profit. You know collectively year in and year out to pay for all the other sports. So I don't want to it's, it's, it's almost but, like, but it's one but it's one big point that we didn't even talk about is the is the five oh one C three. And it's outside revenue too that's not gym that's not right. talked about that goes non-profit. through profit to these actual people. Um so even with the NCAA that collects their own money separate of the schools and the universities what they pay for mm-hmm. and the T V money, all that stuff is separate. So again when you talk about for example Jim Delaney two years ago getting a twenty million dollar commission bonus. 20 million mm-hmm. didn't do anything they went so they find money to get the people that literally they have that because they have not for profit to not pay the players directly when i talk about the term like a sports trafficking if a kid had money to do certain things that would basically allow him to make decisions that are more clear so he don't end up getting shot in his arm a thousand times and then yeah. at the end of the day this communication degree now he got to get a job at a, a best buy so when they say for example you talk about the numbers you study if a Power 5 school pays a player a scholarship and it's averaged $35,000 a year, it could be one fifty over four years. But the amount that kid has brought in, and again, I work with some of these athletes that literally I know for one in particular that generated $2.5 million just for Amazon Prime series. Mm-hmm. So the reality is there's money that comes from other places that never are accounted for for the sense of what you're talking about what's going out. And when you got that, as you know, we talk about that phrase too deep. Now we all play football. Let's, act, let's not act like we knew everybody on our own team. Because some of those no, guys are there just to get, and that's what just I was to get the grade. Right. And that's what so I was only say. some of us got taken care of. The rest and of that's them, what like, I was going to say, right? So so how do we right. – so with the whole $35,000 a year, you you know a guy that, that makes $2.5 a year. How much is that $2.5 year mil a year spread over the course of 120 players? 
You feel what I'm saying? What is the common meeting ground that you have to have? Because there's certain players, man, that the fans don't even know their damn name. Right, so the financial aid though Once again, that's another fact that it's not in Again, your parents, my parents I'm not talking about financial aid I'm not talking about financial aid I'm talking about about the money they get from that Additionally to what they gotta put out Because the financial aid is not something That they're responsible for They just added to it and then they got the scholarship So I mentioned Ohio State has a a 15-year deal with Nike for $252 million to wear their uniforms. To wear their uniforms and their shoes, which, again, is nothing to drop in the bucket for them. It's like, okay, out of that 15 years, you're talking about the players that are actually generating all the revenue and what's going on. You don't cut them a pie? And and, and, and this is a scenario where oh, the NFL has 700 players. Right I'll say players get paid, boss. Hey, I got, a, on, I got, a, I got a statement, not, Rob. Got, not, hold on, I'm gonna add on to something, Rob. I got, I'm gonna add on hey. something. You can keep going because this gonna make what you are gonna say even better. Trust me. Marvelous right, said something right. about your fa- your favorite coach said that they spend roughly a million dollars on each player. You know which coach I'm talking about that said that your favorite coach. Someone Davis, Nicholas Saban. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody can Google right now. Somebody can Google right now what, what Alabama football means to the state of Alabama as a whole. So then I going to we going to talk about this to school. That's, that's two billion dollars. You got to say even better because so it's going to add billion, on. Two billion. The highest paid state employee is Nick Saban in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Mm. That that program brings in two billion to their economy. Hey. And once again, those kids, Roll tide. those kids, exactly. And then you talk about education, about what they're getting at. How many times somebody gonna say kilt? And I'm gonna keep harping on that because the reality is in the history of Alabama, they're talking about education, and and, and as my man right here, who could tell you could tell he's educated and things of that nature. But this this conversation right here amongst us, and again, it's just being real. African American men that play the sport and transition, we can laugh and joke about it, but it was no joking matter when our situation didn't go the way we wanted them to go. Nope. And nobody called us and say, hey, you know, I'm sorry that I put y'all through this and and I, let me write y'all a check for the stuff that y'all brought to this program and everything else under the sun. And so for, for me in particular, my company, <clears throat> I have to let set the stage like to say, look, without these players, this don't exist. That's the, that's the floor. Mm-hmm. Everything else after that needs to be built off of that. Because the reality is, if we truly talking about having equality in the country now and economic wealth, how can you say that 70, 85% of people that look like us are basically doing this for exchange of a communications degree. I can go, this kid can go, the same one that's getting a $35,000 a year scholarship can go get that same job at Best Buy being an assistant manager without taking the wear and tear on his body, without generating ticket sales and revenue, without being called all types of names because he didn't have a good game that week and he fumbled. All these things that factor in that literally the same schools that tell you when they come in the living room, well, we love, we're going to take care of you, are the same ones that when it's all said and done, I don't know your name anymore. You know, the only thing that I hated about my experience, man, was because I was that guy that was, you know, on the road the whole nine yards, right? Mm-hmm. But, and I didn't put all my eggs in the basket, but whenever it was all said and done, I felt like I did put all my eggs in the basket. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I want to say, and in my master's program, right, we would, we would, the conversation would, would come up, is college worth it? So it's not just athletes. Like, you, we, right. I don't want to put these blanket these blanket situations like it's every athlete. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? That, oh, you can, you can do the whole best by thing. 
it's it's I know plenty of people with college degrees, man, that just got out of college and then they had to go get this this job and then they became a manager at whatever institution. But I but I want to I want to print I want to I want to add on. Why did you muted yourself? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> there you go. You bet. You ain't paying. It's a lot of jobs you may think that ain't paying, but they paying. They paying. Hey, man, a, a manager at Waffle House makes fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. I'm saying that. Huh? I'm saying, Say I'm that saying again. you can go get that job. <laughs> That's the point I'm making. I'm saying you can go get that job without the others that come along with it. When people are trying to make it seem like not, that you would they're saving the black guy. You're not a trainer, and that's why that's what that's what was getting under my skin a little bit. You're not training your your college football. I don't care what we were robbed of. You're yeah. not training that experience. The people you met, the people, um, you know, the, the the different places you've seen, the whole nine yards for what you're talking about, man. And I don't, I don't, I don't and I don't feel it's 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 fair for you to put that message out there. So a whole bunch of athletes. No, 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 I, I would trade it. I would trade it because because I just like the the, the group I represent. Oh, come on, I would, man. Come I was, on, um, come on, come on, come on, come on. But we got to think about it. Hey, Robert, you got to think about it, though. First of all, you got to think about it on the standpoint from the standpoint that if no one laces them up with the the game of how to network, that's when no it's tra- that's when we're trading. But we no need question. to they need to know how to use their network and their platforms when they're there. Because I'm just. Just like my man Henry just said, I got my master's degree. The only reason I got my master's degree is because I had a, a, a coach tell me, go get your master's degree for no this reason while you're playing. Take advantage of it. Make this get paid. Get your master's degree so that if if football don't work out for you, which it did, thank God, everything worked out for me. And he taught me how to network with them. I don't think we do enough of that as a group, period. And, that, huh, and that's what yeah. I'm saying. Right, because yep. look, the lacrosse, the lacrosse, the non-generated revenue, uh, the non-revenue generated sports, sports at yeah. the University of Virginia, they've had a system in place. We used to every summer these cats would take internships to New York, this, that, and the third. Right, there was a system in place since the nineties that I did not know about until I went back to go get my masters. You feel yep, what I'm right. saying? You talk about these cats that will go out, and I know people that are, other people that I went to college with that would take internships. As student athletes in our sports, we cannot take these same uh, internships. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? They roll into a career at the college. These cats were given an opportunity. Yep. You feel me? So with them having an opportunity, and even while they were in college, they were able to make ten to fifteen thousand dollars in two months working as internship in some of these these uh, institutions, man. And then they got a relationship. Okay, You're right. So I didn't learn about that until I came back right. to finish. There needs to be a system of people reaching back. That's yeah, I, I came back to finish in 2009. I didn't learn about what he's talking about until I came and I wasn't attached to the program as a player, and I just came back as a student. And you, start, and you, you, guys, you get in class with them, and you like, you play what sport? What y'all got? Damn. Yeah. Y'all had this the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Like, all God, damn. All you guys played in stars in here. And like I said, 100, 100, 100 players. So once again, when I talk about the realities of what the players who work stars, right. I see again, just like Iowa, I deal with these guys. I know what these coaches do. So even in my example, mm-hmm. I was choked. I was hit with a garbage can. No, yes, I will trade that in. No man had his right to put his hands on me, anybody else. When you stars, you don't understand that. You don't know what's going on behind mm-hmm. these other scenarios. They won't do that. And so the reality is there's a lot of guys that, again, that aren't made to that point where they are just there to be – Kicked off, kicked around. There's a guys that I'm representing right now in Iowa. They had their hands stepped on. 
when they were called called he had heat jabs and, and we got a bomb in his pants. Mm. So on, again, man. the reality is this is this is exactly what has happened throughout, and people have made billions of dollars off of those things. At the end of the day, I'm not going to say that literally that because college sports and these scenarios is an African American that can get financial aid. You can go to the same schools without playing sports and get the same experience. And they've been there. And I you, teach you, people you, this. You yeah, can. for sure. For sure, You don't man, have to play sports. You don't have to some, make anybody millions. And you don't have to basically sit there and be called all types of names. You don't have to sit there and be pushed around and have an experience and say, you know what? I, I'm never going to forget that. Treat so are people you telling the way me, you want to be treated. Are you, are you telling me football never opened up any doors for you that you just walking in as a black African-American male you are, could have you could have knocked down without it? It, it made the climb easier My college, I was homeless during college. Okay. And I, I was, I, I slept on the street. And my coaches okay. didn't do it. I played to get where I needed to be. I did that. They didn't do that for me. They collected their checks every day. I had to put myself in a situation to play well while I got up at 5 o'clock in the morning and showered when they didn't know I was sleeping in the back of my car. And then I say my teammates, my coaches knew. That didn't change anything. Mm-hmm. So wow. at the end of the day, I, I, I worked to get to that point. I worked after the fact to realize since they didn't do anything, and after things, like I said before, where they did certain things to me, say, so you know what? I'm not going to let that deter who I am. I'm going to basically look at things as around me and educate myself and try to educate others. And at the end of the day, realize that this is part of the system that's in place and try to make a change and difference in that. Whether it's football, basketball, or anything else, the one thing that every athlete needs to know and understand that, that they matter. And a lot of these institutions make it seem like unless that coach say you are somebody, you don't wow. go anywhere. Oh, yeah, for and that, sure. And, that, and that's the problem. And to piggyback that's, that. That's what I'm trying to make change. To, to piggyback that, the, the last other thing that got under my skin a little bit and why I <laughs> wanted to join in the first place. <laughs> what, um, can you agree yeah. without doing a blanket, without doing a blanket uh, thing uh, and just pointing it down saying African-American athletes, can you agree mm-hmm. that there are some student athletes, a lot of, I, I say a lot of student athletes that can't go home. They have nothing One to go home to. Oh, Ian, I was shot five times, bro. Stabbed. Yeah, five times. Good. Doctor yeah, told me, sure. doctor told me I never played again. Doctor told me I never, never played but again. Earlier, but I, earlier, I, I, with your experience, with your experience and everything really? that you went through, it was it was tough. It's even tougher for me to understand now that how you would make, how you would try trying to belittle the statements of some people, no matter who the hell it was coming from. Who, you get who what I'm saying? Trevor Lawrence statement wasn't a statement he was making. What he did was it was we are united. It was Big Ten united. And the when middle, the players are speaking on that, then he the went middle, and said. The middle paragraph is all I'm talking about. I don't even remember the other ones. I'll be honest with you. I'm just talking about the cat saying it's everybody doesn't come from the same background, man. Mm. And it alludes to the fact that everybody doesn't have a, a, a situation they can go home to. Whether it's no. for safety reasons or they really don't have a home to go home to. That, no, I, I get that. That's the point. And that was put out there to try to make it seem like for that exact reason. And for Trevor Lawrence to say the same exact thing, he don't come for – see, again, Trevor Lawrence didn't get shot and stabbed. He so can't why speak on where I came from. Bro? But I, I guarantee some of the teammates did. No, because no, he can't – that's the point. He's trying to use an example that he's not qualified to speak on to get something done that literally he, he took away the voice of the other ones that were speaking before. When the players said we wanted to hate. Hmm? But Kaepernick can speak on it. I didn't say nothing about Kaepernick. I'm just, I'm just asking, did you say he's not qualified to speak on it? He's not, no, about He about got the loudest voice in college football. Why wouldn't you want him to speak on it? He's the loudest voice in college football. 
He has the, the he loudest has voice if he speaks almost like a LeBron James right now. You feel okay. what I'm saying? See, see, this see, this is where this is why I got into this business. Because from the business and sports standpoint, at the end of the day, regarding how all these things work. So Trevor Lawrence is the fifth rated highest college high school recruit ever. I represent the second highest ever. And the mm. first player to ever come into the league as his own sports business. See, the agent don't work. The agent works for him. It's his company. He has an infrastructure. He has a corporation. He has a basically a, an actual entity and an EIN number teaching athletes about how the business of sport work. And so the reality is when you say somebody has the biggest voice, when Dabble Sweeney's telling them what to say and how to say it and when to say it, like this scenario, that's not his voice. In college, so football, the, in college football, what, what player has the biggest voice in college football right now? Again, that's all. The college, I, I get it, but that's my whole point. When the players said we are united, and when they were talking what they were talking about, to get to the media to change the narrative for the players are talking about when they want to get paid in the health concerns, then Trevor Lawrence says, we want to play. A man that's going to be guaranteed $30 million next year. Yeah, we talk, he kid. guaranteed that. He guaranteed whether they, well, he needs to play. He guaranteed more. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. Yeah, he, he guaranteed more. He, not he got, he insurance oh, right. now. We already know that. You he, feel me? He, I'm he gonna get, I'm, let me get, let get my man that. Marvelous, the Marvelous one in here. What's good with you, dog? Yeah. Much Hawk. What up, man? What up, fellas? What's up? What up? I know a lot been said, man, but you could you can yeah. you know what I'm saying? You got a checklist. What you want to I kinda wanted to with? jump back on uh what T Green said, what Robert said about you know cats going to go work at Waffle House and shit like that. But uh Adrian and uh, my other man, he said uh network while you're in school, while they got that platform. That's what I mm-hmm. teach my guys. I'm the receivers coach at number one school in the country right now in D two. Talk, talk spicy. Talk spicy. Straight up. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't enough of us. You know what I'm saying? Show and that I, ring. You got the ring on? Nah, nah. I ain't got, man, I don't, you one of them. Ring. God dang it. Where your ring, man? Nah, Where your gotta, damn ring? You got to take advantage of it, though, Hawk. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? They meet so many people in high places. And like my man said, get an internship somewhere. Get a paid internship. These mm, people will yep. take care of them. But they so stuck on football. They feel like they don't know nothing else outside of football. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we just need football. We just need football. So me now, personally, I called all my receivers, especially the ones that's leaving as seniors that was supposedly back to this year. I'm like, listen, since that uh, scholarship doesn't count towards us next year, you stay here, get into your fifth or sixth year, whatever you are, take advantage of that master's program. And then Mm -hmm. by the time you walk up out of here, you valuable, homie. Then you will have a chance to go to the league or the CFL if you want to, then in that case, you start now already making 60, 70 K, you know what I'm saying? Just by your degree alone and then learn how to create your own stuff. You know what I'm saying? I got my own real estate company. I don't talk about Let's it. Go, you know man. What I'm saying? I, re- I rehab houses in the DMV. I'm one right now across you from Morgan State. You know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. So yes, I'm sir, trying man. to make sure that these boys understand and know that I ain't just telling you I'm doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we ain't got enough, we ain't got enough coaches that's telling these boys that they can build outside football, you know what I'm saying? Because they're scared of what's going to happen outside of football. I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? And so we need more people like that and more people like y'all passing this message along because they don't really understand the power that they really got right now while they're in school. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would have known that because I would have took advantage of Alabama yeah, State. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that until I was like 30, you know? So, and then you were one of the ones that taught me the business when I got to Grand Rapids. I did for you what Lunz did for me, bro. Real talk. He was the OG I was talking about. It's crazy you stepped in here because he's the OG 
that told me the same thing I told you verbatim. Right. So when we you all, said that, we all athletes are successful athletes right now. All former athletes are successful. Now yeah, you see whole, this conversation we have. Eyes, no, yep. Yep. Where where is this at anywhere else? I'm my other man that with the um the, with the um the uh, master's degree. You Henry. tell me where this is happening anywhere else. Well, I'll tell you this. I do it every day. I do it free all the time on Facebook. I put a recruiting made simple every day, free, every single day. For set 90 days straight, I've been putting out video every day. If it is nothing more than just about, you know, eating right, just different things mm-hmm. to, try, to try to get them the game to understand. Because the thing is, and I, I, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to hijack nobody's show. I just... You know, Hawk is my my dude. No matter Spread what, spread your juice, bro. You're not hijacking no show. This is what yeah, yeah. I made this show for everybody, bro. All right, well, let's do it then. But straight <laughs> up, the thing is, is that like I tell everybody, I started the whole program doing it for free. But free don't work because people don't act right when you try to do free consistently. Mm. Like like he just said, he owns his own real estate company. I can't come to him just because he owns his own real estate. I'll hook me up. No, I need to be able to put into it so that it'll work for me, as well as it's going to work for everybody else. And that's what I do. I put it out every day, single day. Here you go. I run a company. I, you were talking about NCSA. I don't badmouth anybody. I don't feel like there's no competition. I don't even look at them as competition. Every day I line up, I tell the kids, you can sign up with my program. We're very affordable. We're $99. If you can't afford $99 and you don't want to invest in yourself, I can't invest in you. I can't invest in you. If your family can't find a way to invest $99 into you so that I can pour back into you and pour back into the community, then we're not going to, we're not going to accomplish anything. But the biggest problem is, the biggest problem is, is like you said, we all are successful, but we're not teaching everybody else how to be successful Mm -hmm. so that they don't have to be, I can't say nothing bad about Dion. I know Dion personally. I played in Dallas when Dion was there. The whole thing, we all, you know, all of that type of stuff. I don't have nothing bad to say about anybody. But the problem is, is your his lifestyle has gotten so high that he needs that check now. He needs that money. So his Rob his saying, his sayings are going to be fitted for that. I don't need anybody. I wake up every morning to me. And I don't need that, and I don't want that. I had a chance to be that guy. Don't want to be that guy. There's no need for it. Mm-hmm. So my check doesn't depend on the same check that his mansion does or his his luxury cars or his lifestyle. And as long as we don't teach the kids that, I used to tell Hawk all the time. That was my favorite thing. Like, hey, man, we don't make a lot of money, but we make enough money that yep. you can be putting money aside, doing what you need to do, setting up your future, and getting ready for when football ends. Because you never know when you're going to go into that wall and break your damn neck and yep. never walk again or never play football again or never be able to do that. But we're, we're afraid to tell them that. I'm Like he said, I was an OG on the team. I wasn't afraid of losing my job. I could give a damn whether they cut me that next day or not. I played for 10 years already. What what difference did it make to me? So me telling him what to do and what to say and how to handle it, because I wasn't afraid of them going, oh, you a locker room lawyer. That's what they called me when I left. Oh, you a locker room lawyer. I'm a locker room lawyer because I'm helping the black dudes out on the team that don't know no better. I'm a locker room lawyer. So y'all oh, yeah, the organization, the organization hey, felt right, some type right, of way about hey, right, share, right. share, share, share his stuff when you can, because I need to get his stuff, because I, I am going to talk about NCSA. Right, last, I'm last, get your stuff no. out there to people. All right. Last thing I'll say, Hawk, man, not take off, man, um, uh, with the Trevor Lawrence situation, bro, I didn't mind it. And I'll mm-hmm. say it, the reason why I didn't mind it, because of this. Uh, 
we got players on our team, right? One of them got shot two weeks ago down in mm. Miami, back in his hometown. Started for us. Really, Praise really good him, kid. Uh, Redshirt freshman started for us, man. Um, mm. My quarterback here, we got the best quarterback in Division Two football. ESPN wrote an article after uh, national championship with LSU won. It had Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, not far behind Division Two. I ain't gonna say his name, right? Okay. If he decided to go on Twitter, mention those things about cats going home to the hood and stuff not being good in the environment and stuff like that, I don't have a problem with it because he go to war with these boys and he see it. You know what I'm saying? Not that he experienced it, is that he see it and he know where they from. Cause he from uh, a good environment. He didn't grow up in that, but my boy down in Miami did who got shot, you know what I'm saying? Then I personally got a guy in my core who don't have a mom or a dad. Dad passed away in 2002, mom passed away in 2011. He doesn't have anything to go back to at home. You know, he house to house, so I want him here, you know what I'm saying, in Pensacola, Florida, because he don't have anything. The home of Roy Jones. Right, right. <laughs> We must have forgot. You know yeah. Mike gonna remember got oh, nah, Yeah, man. then the last thing, <laughs> last thing, man, I'm out, man, with me personally, and let's go back to like players and stuff like that. As a coach, black coach at that, I ain't worried about having a season because most coaches are worried about being furloughed. Well, I don't create something else outside of this that's gonna help me stay afloat. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 straight. So I'm trying to put that in my players. That's you know awesome. what I'm saying? So yes. right now are building on that now. And then by the time they get out of here, I'm a resource that they can rely on, you know what I'm saying, and give them advice or help them out or, you know, if I want to bring them in and invest in with me, let's do it. Hey, you know, bro. So, so, so your last point, man, you don't know what that mm-hmm. does to me because I told every rookie in Grand Rapids that year, and I tell people this now, once football right. don't hold dominion over you, it's easy. It is. It's easy. And hey, Lunz, that sounds familiar, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, that, yes. that's a big statement, though. I, I, it took me a while to figure it out. It took me basically seven years. I started in 2013, my last year in Philly. I started building. I started meeting with different real estate investors out there in South Jersey. And speaking, and then, and speaking of Philly, I mean, cut you off. Your network with Jaws. Right. That's all about. Was up. legendary. Right. Oh, that's my guy. He one of the best, best men, white, black, no matter what, I ever met. And, you know, it's crazy because you expect your own to take you under their wing, but they don't. You mm-hmm. did. Right. So, Why do we always feel like we're a threat towards each other? Right. Don't know. Have no you don't idea. Because you don't know your resources. That, mm. That's the answer to the question. Okay. You don't but know man, your resources. I appreciate y'all guys. I'm about to slide up out of here, man. Hey, man, this I appreciate you. Pleasure, bro. Always like the thief in the night. You finally joined in. Rock looking for you. <laughs> Hey, they said some stuff that hit me, and I'm like, man, they, they right there, and we need it. You know what I'm saying? Dang. So uh, brothers out here spitting game, teaching me. I'm still learning. I watch this podcast every day or when I can. Appreciate when you, I'm bro. at practice, Hawk, I got it in my ear. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Oh my. So, <laughs> but I appreciate y'all boys. I appreciate, appreciate you. you. All right, the marvelous you. one. You know, that last thing he said was important too, man, as far as he talking about uh, coaches worrying about even being for low. Mm. So it ain't just the players that's being taken for the ride all, either. I can speak you for know, the coaches here, here, at this, here at this university. They've been, you know, they cut their salaries in half months ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So. And you got no say-so. All Everybody ponds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, so bro. Hey. 
Like we ain't no, laughing at them. Like, how, how can you? But my my thing is, how can you have somebody who's an advocate, right? Because a lot of players, a lot of cats that become coaches, right? They they have some type of player background usually, right? Yeah. You got your outliers, the Bill Belichick's, whatever. But those cats still grew up in the in the sauce. You feel me? Yeah. So like their lives aren't a mistake, you know. But my my thing is. How can you think that you're going to have advocates whenever the coaches have the same mentality as the the players that they're coaching now? You feel what I'm saying? Because they were a part of that system, and now they just, you know, you, you might want to call it the next level up because you have the, the power to make certain decisions that you didn't have as a player. But at the same time, your mentality is still the same, man. Yeah. And you still under the same – you still being ruled under the same hand, bro. That's true, man. That's a great point. Until those two probably can, can see eye to eye and, you know, face-to-face, the NCAA probably going to be forever taking this the same advantage over the, uh, both sides, man. What you going to say, Rob? I mean, that that's the point. It's the knowledge of the business when you're going in. So I said even like we having this conversation now with all the things we talked about for the guys that went through it. This don't happen normally. And that's why I said, again, why I come on the ball hawk shows because – you know, I've done things with certain people on ESPN and things like that, but I know how they try to turn the narrative. That's why I don't mind having conversations like this because that's how it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Perspective is a great thing. You don't yeah. get perspective in college and pro sports. You get direction, and they yeah. lead you right where True. they want you to go and spin you back around. That's mm-hmm. why when I say I'm the player's rep, and I know he, like I said, my man might feel like he rubbed the wrong way, but I never made it a, 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 a bone to pick. And, Hawk, you know, I tell yeah. everybody, I am the player's rep only. I say, and I, I lead with that. I say, I'm here, the players are up here to res, um, represent the athlete and the family situation only. No one else's. Not the industries. Not the industry. It's too many people over there that got a way to try to spin it when they want to, when it's convenient for them on their side. Rarely does a player have a situation where all of a sudden now you speak out on certain things that literally, regardless of the fact if it's a popular opinion, it's in their best interest. And so when I talk about things such as college athletics, when I say from the ground up, without the actual player, which when we become pros, we all aspire to be pros, but we know 1% only going to make it. There's still a billion-dollar industry with 99% of other people. So the reality is that you got everybody else getting paid in certain scenarios, you need to figure out a way. But we know the majority, the powers that be, are never going to look at it like that. So when Trevor Lawrence, going back to my man's point, when he said Trevor Lawrence, what he said, what I'm saying to is, so if he lives in that neighborhood, you're right. Why don't you pay the player so he don't got to be in that neighborhood? Like, get him out of there. Don't talk to me about the, the, the bowl games and the hat and T-shirts and the rings. Get him a place where he can go live and he don't have to live there anymore. If you really want to talk about getting him out of there. What I'm saying is that statement was made to try to make it seem like, man, without football, these black guys, they ain't going to end up in jail and they're going to end up in damn. Like, there's a lot of educated brothers out there that play the sport. It's not going to sit back there and look at, and again, I was shot, I was stabbed, I was homeless. I'm a CEO of a company, I represent millionaires. The bottom mm. line, I don't go back and ask anybody for something that, like I said, and when I started pre-post game, there was no white or black person saying, you know what, you really want to help athletes? That's great, that's wonderful. We really support you. Let's put money behind you. No, that never happened. I've had eight people ask me to be their agent, and I said no every single time. I said that would devalue my, my, my ability to support you. In this business, what people don't realize is that what has made me anyway and affected what I want to share with other people is that I'm able to sit in every room, meaning I can sit in the room with the owners. I know what they're doing. I know what the general manager's doing. I know what the players do. I know what the trainer's supposed to be doing. I know what the contract's supposed to say. I know what the players are trying to do. I know about the health and nutrition. 
that allows me so when I advise athletes when they say you know what um this contract and for example we all we all work right we all we all make money we all do things if any if I told anyone of you guys right now hey well, y'all want to work for me for six months and then after six months I'll tell you what you're gonna get paid which one of y'all gonna say yes anybody <laughs> You know, I'm just saying. So no, the answer is no, right? Mm-hmm. So why is it that players that aspire to go through college with free education get to the point where they spent 19 years trying to achieve a goal and a dream that they meet somebody within two weeks and they tell you, you know what, I'm agent such and such. I'm going to represent you. This is what you're going to pay me. You'll find out what that looks like in six months. After you know, you don't know what state you're in, what tax code you're going to be in a bracket. But at the end of the day, I'm going to sign off on that. No other profession in the world is that. And you expect this to work out the way you want it to? What have you been doing the last seven years trying to aspire to get to that point? If you're talking business, you're talking being a professional. So the reality is, again, when you talk about these different things, people don't want to address them as such. And so when I say I'm the player's rep, it's like the bottom line is you can take that same money that you, that you worked to get to that point and put it into your knowledge your education, your future, your master's degree, your business, your, your your 401k, your life insurance, which is the number one thing in this country for generational wealth. So when I get on Hawk's show, I like to speak on those things because mm-hmm. Caucasian people put that into their to their portfolio when their kids it's are like 12. The yeah, it's a part of the SEN. Right. Yes. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't talk about that stuff. So when yeah. I'm saying that I love this because the reality is this is what needs to happen more. But guess what? It's not going to happen. This is not going to happen on national TV. They're not, they don't want these conversations to be taking place for athletes in college to see. And that's my problem. So that's why I said yeah. getting on these things. We want, I want guys like you. I want to learn more from you guys as well. But that, that's what I said as a player's rep. I got to be abrasive towards anything that's going to keep the player from basically maximizing their potential financially. Mm-hmm. But the thing um, – yeah. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, Rob. I wasn't trying to cut you off. I just wanted to touch on the thing you said about it not going to national TV. You're right. It's not going to go to national TV. But the difference is, is we can put it out anytime we want now. We we do have that control. We do have that control. And that's the one thing that we, we got to start doing is people say, well, we, we have these conversations. Hey, I don't know neither one of y'all. I know Hawk, but guess what? If y'all are talking to Hawk, I know that I know that some common sense has been made somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> and we may all we may all have a disagreement, but at the end of the day, we can always we can shoot this anywhere we want to shoot it and put it out and keep putting it out and keep letting and keep letting people know that, like you said, you 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 the players rep. I'm sitting here thinking to my man, like, that's genius. Cause you know what? I want to sit in on every conversation. I need somebody sitting in here that can hear what the owner just said when he lying over here and then he wanna sit in the room, come in here and, and hand out a paycheck and want to talk this nonsense to me about, oh yeah, you need to be doing this and this and this. And and yeah, I have benefited from football. I can't, there's no doubt about it. I'm still benefiting. I'm still eating off of football right now. You know, there's no question about it. Beautiful so, thing. So yeah. you know, it's no there's no there's no problem with it. But at the same time, we gotta educate of, of the, the ones that are not because the one percent of the one percent are the ones that make it. And then you got that one percent that that make it again, they go to the next level, and then you got the rest of the team. And those guys, and I used to say it all the time as a player's rep, I was one of the highest paid guys on our team. Y'all don't need to send me as a rep to talk about money for everybody because I need to know what your feelings are because you don't make what I make. So if you send me in the room and, and let me speak on your money, 
my money is different than your money. So I'm going to say what's going to benefit my money, which is going to kill your money. So if you want me to go, we need to be at all accord and understand that these are things that are going to be said to help you, even though you may not like it, but you got to understand that. That was my point on Trevor Lawrence. That's the point I was making. Like it was on Trevor Lawrence right there. That he is the top of the food chain. And when he said we um uh, we want to play, I'm like, now the guys that were saying from the Pac-12 or things like that, they're not necessarily there, that took their message away. Oh, he says we want to play now. Now we're not talking about the health and benefits anymore. We just want to play. So it's like play without any protocols. That's what that whole point when I was saying when you put him at the forefront. He changed the whole narrative about, oh, yeah, well, you got to give him the play because these guys are going to end up in jail if they don't. We're talking about their health and safety. He says we want to play. Now everybody want to say, well, you heard Trevor Lawrence said. That was my issue with Trevor Lawrence speaking out on that. Nothing else. And in got reality, it. but it wasn't like he all of a sudden thought about it on his own. That boy was somewhere, yeah, this is what you should say. And we know how coaches do. <laughs> they tell you what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. And, and, and who to say it too? So that was my main thing right there. And my only drawback to the end of that was you trying – it seemed like at the beginning of the conversation, you know, you were trying to belittle the, the notion that some players don't have anywhere to go back home to, man. Like, seriously. No, whether I'm one of them. I left – I stepped in a car for yeah, two you years. Yeah, yeah, no, so ain't no belittling him. I want them to be able to not sleep in the car. I want the NCAA to go do their job and say, take care. That's the point. They could take, that's my whole point. Take care of them. Don't send them back to where I was in the car, not having anything. Don't be sitting there talking about this facility where you got slides and nap rooms. Mm. Go get them an apartment. Don't talk mm. about free education when you literally got go- They can't even see those facilities. We know how it is on campus. Like you said, you spent four years. We don't get to go out anywhere. We get to stay in a facility. So where is that money? So if I'm living in, in a poor type of situation, don't act like you care about me so much because I just had a T-shirt. Go get me somewhere to live and move me forward. That's what I'm putting pressure on the schools to do. Don't make it sound good on a recruiting trip. What am I going to do in a nap room? You're talking about higher education. $55 million. That's what Clemson spent two years ago for their facilities. Nap we got bowling alley. We're going bowling. Bowling alley. <laughs> the, they got a slide. They got 19, 20 year old kids sliding down. Slippy slide. Like in the state. And like, is that, come on, man. Slide. I was in the McHugh. And all we had was a pool table. And I was always in the McHugh. I can only imagine it was a damn bowling alley. <laughs> nap room. They got oh, nap yeah. rooms. But in all, this, though, in all of this, and which I mean, we alluded to it earlier, man. It, it needs to be more people. You feel me? That are reaching back. You get yeah. what I'm saying? And I made it my thing that I made it. I, I I made it my thing, and we even have an initiative at the University of Virginia now. But I made it my thing, and I was always voicing that whenever I, whenever I, you know, I was graduating my master's and afterwards that we need more people to be reaching back. Where we need to create the same system that lacrosse players and stuff have for mm-hmm. the for the revenue generating sports because you know you understand that they. Revenue generating sports, fifty, well, seventy to eighty percent of them are African American males. You get what I'm saying? Males mm-hmm. and females. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, and for basketball, I can't speak on football, but basketball alone, uh, fifty to sixty percent are below the poverty line or grow up in that, you know, that certain environment, man. So mm-hmm. as long as we don't try to do the, you know, we don't want to do the blanket s- statement. But if you look at the statistics, man. You almost can in certain situations, man. But I never, whether you want to play or don't want to play, man. I can't, I can't be little, and I'm not gonna throw certain statistics out there whenever it comes to how much so and so is spent or how much so and so is making. But leave out the other side whenever it comes to um, the spending, also. 
Yeah. No, like I said, I, I I don't make no bones about it. I'm a one-way type. I'm only on one side of it. So that's the point. That's that's what people can do and comment, like I said. But when it comes to what, what I specifically do, I only focus on what the players need to get based off of what they bring to the table. Mm. I don't make any uh, mistakes about what I, when I go to the negotiating table, when I leverage and I speak to agents in regards to things. He can come tell me what he did for this guy – I don't care what you're doing, but where are you doing for my guy, the guy that's here? Because the reality so, is, J.J. Watt, he, my guy's not J.J. Watt. You can't talk about marketing advances with something that you can't bring out. That's why Zion right now is getting sued for $100 million for something that without Zion wouldn't exist. So I, I can't basically – so all I do is look at it from, hey, this is Zion Williamson. This is what he brings to the table. Why are you suing my man for something that you didn't do? If he's worth $100 million, did you give him $100 million in marketing? They say he owe you? It's like everything is like he, I said he, again. The he way he owes some money. He owes some money. He owe he owe who, who he owe money. He owe her some money. Tommy, Tommy wife. He owes some money. <laughs> he owe he owe he owe. No, Tommy's wife. You talking about the um the marketing person? No question. Yo, so okay. So once again, <laughs> owing somebody <laughs> some no, money. No trip. He owes some money now. No, no. Owing some money. Look, and then they tried to they tried to bully her too. Then they thought she was going quietly. That's what it was. When they <laughs> done, they just should have paid her off. So, Let's have this conversation. This oh. is a very important conversation. Marketing and, and sports. Because, again, I, I deal with this stuff, too. You can't, you can't count your, in the old phrase, can't count your chickens before it's hatched. Uh-huh. There's no such thing as marketing. I got guys right now that's paying on marketing deals or signing up for marketing deals for every NFL player that comes through the NFL level when they get drafted. And they'll tell them, oh, represented J.J. Watt, represented Matthew Stapp, represented this one, this one, this one. So 20% of the marketing. You don't pay for something that you don't got before you get it. It don't make any sense. If I, have a, I, got a deal, I got a deal right now with a guy, again, they want him to do certain things. They send the contract. This is what they're going to pay him. When they pay him, then they give him the money. Then he does the deal. You, so, are you saying, like, marketing doesn't matter? No, I'm saying that the marketing deals don't actually come out the way you think they do. There's well, a lot of guys that... They, they can. Uh, it depends on who your counsel is. It, it definitely can. Again, it depends on who you are. No, it depends on who you your know. counsel is. Who, who, who's the number one rated safety in the NFL for the past uh, two years? Jamal Adams. No. That's just my, and that's my point. <laughs> what say, what say, what do you mean? Oh, he's talking about, he's talking about, no, he said Anthony rated. Anthony Harris is the number one rated, rated safety rated. in the National Football League, man. Okay, rated. And it was not you in the Pro Bowl. Who are talking about Mark? Look, look, and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I go a little even further. You feel what I'm saying? He didn't, he, he didn't get invited to the Pro Bowl or anything, but he led the nation, or led the NFL in interceptions also. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? And then on top of that, whenever the coach, we talk about marketing right now, the cast was asking him, hey man, why um why isn't there a, a why isn't there a newspaper articles or something circulating of why you're not in the Pro Bowl? Yeah. And it's because okay. of who the hell was running in the marketing. Okay. The so marketing it, it's not again, always it, the person, man. The per again, respectfully disagree. <laughs> because once again, the actual athlete generates all the marketing. That's that's the bottom line. It's how, you the the number, how you the number one? How you the number one guy? I don't even, Jamal Adams ain't even the second in the league, is he? Ain't he third? That's the, and, and he's but again, that's about the person, the character. So you talking about rating? What is like I said? Oh, the he rating talking about, he talking about what, personality selling. Like yeah, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. That's what marketing makes money on. It don't come any other way. It don't mm -hmm. matter if you who you are. It's the same thing I said about agents. 
and I can speak to this because, like I said again, the, the, the top recruit that I had came through, the agent that he had, nobody ever heard of before. He's number 12 overall pick, and it's his own agency. And I taught that to players because at the end of the day, agents come in and say, oh, I represent this guy, this guy, this guy. It does not matter. It matters about what you can do on and off the field, understanding your business, your worth, and what you do. And, again, aligning yourself with people that literally can show that they can do what they do. And, again, too many athletes continue to be pushed down the same path of, like, you know what, I represent this one, this one, this one. The numbers don't add up. You're talking about numbers, 80% go broke after two years of retirement. I didn't play – I played arena football. Again, I'm not bragging about anything, but based on how business is business and stuff that is built, everything that I've been fortunate and blessed to have coming from where I came from is not because of anything outside of understanding the business of sport in corporate America. Nothing else. There is not a – there's agents out there that know who I am. They don't like the fact that I say to an athlete, why are you paying 3% for something that you generated you built yourself? Nick Saban sure. going to black your eye. Nick Saban huh? going to black your eye. They, listen, I don't even want to talk about what he, what he, what he states about me, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> because the reality is, again, when it comes to the whole scenario of what the level of amount of guys that can play in the sport for a certain amount of time, they're spending more time trying to figure out what somebody else is, what they hear and see versus what they can do for themselves. Generational wealth. I know you got your masters, what you're building, and I'm, I'm sure you've got things that you're working on right now, different revenues or income streams or things like that. You say, of course, you, again, you are the minority. We are literally minorities again. I only can say that because I've listened to you speak. And in my job, in my role, talking about making blanket statements, my job is to observe and understand who I'm dealing with when I'm speaking with them. That's part of what makes me the ability to leverage and negotiate certain things. So if somebody comes in and starts start having a conversation with me about marketing and they mention somebody else's name, I'm going to stop her pause. What they got to do with him? What you, are you doing you, for him and how you doing it? But you even alluded to it, though. It's certain, and we all can say this, right? It's certain people that you can have on your team that are your that are counseling you, right? Or whatever right. the case may be, whatever agency you with that have a different type of machine working for them, man. Right, right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So whenever it comes to your marketing, they're going to make sure that you're in the forefront of everything. You should know. You should not think that Jamal Adams is the number one uh, rated safety for the past two years in the NFL. I'm talking about marketing. I'm talking about, but, I'm talking about marketing and advertising. That's what Conley was talking about. I'm not talking about ratings. I don't even look people, at ratings. Cats, no, but no, because if Cats came out, if Anthony Harris went to a different school, if he was the trade places with uh, Jamal Adams for the, for, the, uh, for the school that he went to, right. you feel what I'm saying? Right. I guarantee Anthony, you would know Anthony went there. Well, he was the number one rated safety. Again, he's a great safety. He's making eleven million dollars a year as an actual. He got hey. his franchise tag. Hey, Henry, well do you aware. think do you think Anthony's do, uh, teammate beside him affects why he's not getting as, as big of a look too? Because he like, he, yeah. because he was coming up on a uh, contract year also. Yeah. They had a few guys that they had to pay. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But then you got. I think about I think about the totality of the situation. They deserve money, no question. But then whenever you look at it, you're like, you know what I mean? You want it's football, man. Yeah, you feel me? And then you got to look at the age position. of guys. You got to yep. look at who who was drafted. <laughs> Whether you perform or not, man. If you were drafted or you was drafted high, you're yeah. all you've already bought your retirement, basically, man. As long as you don't turn into an alcoholic or something in the league. And man. we also got to realize this: as much as we, you know, we joke and we talk about guys who do crazy things, that sells themselves as well. Because you look at yes. like an undrafted guy like a Victor Cruz. If he ain't yeah. saucing after a touchdown, first client. Ain't nobody coming to him. First client. 
the, Sorry, you know what I'm saying? Oh no, no, First that's client. fine. So it's, it's, yeah, I can see both. I can see both. Way. I can see what you're saying here, as far as like you do, yeah. you do want to make sure your team is intact and is right, because they can kind of overlap what you don't do. You know what I'm saying? Like Ant is a baller, but Ant is not going to put itself out there like these other safeties who but he, before, he has, like he him. has been he has been in, in this past year. Uh, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like how yeah. they on the field. Like Ant, Ant is a guy that he gonna get the job done. For sure. And when you get to know him, he, he he fun to be around. But these dudes, you know, they in the room. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I think that's where Rob. I think that's where Rob was coming from. Like the guys that you yeah, know. I'm not in the talking room. about the players. I'm talking. I know he's a great player. I'm talking about the just how they go about their putting themselves out there, regardless of what the situation may be. They just they just out there. Like it don't matter what. They'll turn around and say something. So again, all of a sudden, this kid is known. Jamal Adams known to say something crazy. A marketing agency will throw something his way simply because they know he's gonna get the views of saying something crazy. Hey, it's Lund, hey, Lund, hey, look, Lunds will tell you, Lunds will tell you firsthand, Robert Lunds. What I was making sure people knew me by my nickname, more than my name and my antics, right? Yeah, yeah. Usually, be like, hey, youngster, youngster, you gotta, you gotta pull back. <laughs> gotta pull back a little bit. Like, hey, everything, everything, all the time. But hey, it, it's like you said, it's both ways. I, I, I get both sides of it too. I kind of, I, I feel. I feel that if you, you know, if you sell yourself, but, and it also has a lot to do with what I said earlier. It just depends on how your situation is and whether or not you can step out of that comfort zone to be able to not let football or whatever you're, even your job, forget football. Let's just talk about life. If if it's controlling you, if it's dominating you and, you know, I, I, you know, I had a job where I was managing 300 people and I let it control me. Hell no, I'm done with that. That ain't happening no more. You know, you, you can't, you can't be living like that. And and I think that that's the biggest thing that these youngsters run into is that they're afraid that they're going to step out of bounds and not be able to recover because they don't have a recovery plan. If you have a recovery plan, you're not really worried about the fact that you stepped out of bounds. It's like a good ball player. If we get beat deep or whatever, get beat on a play or whatever, you don't care. You come back like, hey, I'm going to do this the next play. I'm going to bust his ass. The next play is going down. And But they don't have that mentality because ain't nobody taught them in life. They understand football, but they ain't learned. Like, like Henry got his master's degree. Somebody told him, fifth year, go get you. I tell everybody that. Let them pay for it. Let them yeah, pay for it. Sure, you better it, have a it. master's. If you red shirt, sure, go get that master's. Yeah, let it happen. Let it happen. Even if you don't use your master's. I got a master's and don't even care about it because I don't want to coach. I had no business wanting to coach. Don't want too many hours, too much lying, too much everything. Don't want no parts of it. I don't even want it. Don't want it. <laughs> Loan it out to hey, somebody. Hey, Long, send me, send me your, um, your recruiting stuff, too, if you get a chance. Okay, I, definitely. Hey, stuff. man, but, but but on that note, man, we're going to wrap up. So I want to make sure everybody know who checked in, who dropped these juice. So before y'all go, man, if, if you want to, you know, share your social media handle or your information, my platform is always – like, everybody calls in my analyst, man, because y'all just dropped a lot of juice. I know it's almost two hours, but it's, it's one of those episodes that you sit down, you listen to it, you're going to take something away from it. So I'm about to get back to the Big Ten. Oh yeah, ooh, hey, hey, man, he's a bully, bro. He's a bully. Nah, yo. man, no, I'm he's not. Bully. He's a no, bully, yo. Well, I appreciate no, I... y'all, man. You know that, brother. It's always love, man. And 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 I would put something on the air that everybody would know, but I just between me and you, I still got that ball of Belvedere, baby. Hey, man, I'm getting I'm booting you. <laughs> 
Hey, my OG lunge right there, man. I'm glad you I'm glad you tuned in, man. I'm glad the people finally got there. I'm glad Marvelous got to meet my OG because he was calling me his OG. And it was like I was saying everything to him that you told me verbatim in 2003. I told him in 2008, bro. So and I was a player rep for that team too. So bro, you you done you done so much for me, man, with the gold BBSs. You know what I'm saying? They don't know nobody gold BBSs. They man. don't. They don't know that wood grain, baby. Wood grain. Ooh, kept it clean too. <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate you guys, man. It's a pleasure. I, I would like to try to do this more often when we can. I, I Yo, know I'm everybody's busy. Things once like a week, that, man. At, at least every uh, Monday. Because, uh, like I said again, it, the reality is that you know conversation, like I said, brings perspective, and perspective brings knowledge. And, and, and the reality is, like I said, in sports, we, it's too many people that's driving guys one direction. And again, I always keep seeing it. The direction is driving them is for the industry. And again, mm-hmm. if you, if you're the reason why the industry is what it is, that there needs to be more. And so again, that's what knowledge um, brings. So I appreciate y'all. Thanks. What uh, you got, Cody, man? You. Pleasure meeting you, Henry. Uh, and this me, you too, man. Cody said, Henry, you look like, you look like, you look like, you like, um, you know, you know, Jason Jones? Hawk, I know you know Jason Jones. Yeah. Don't Henry look like Jason Jones? Yeah, nah. <laughs> he don't look like nobody, dog. This is like somebody's want a head but a damn fullback right now. That's what he looks like. <laughs> that, 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 maybe that's what it is. Maybe with my CT acting up again. Y'all, y'all be good, man. Y'all hey, wall hurt arena. <laughs> hey, look, we went through the whole podcast and Henry ain't talk about LeBron. It has been a great day today. Thank oh no, I remember Henry. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's another time. We can go another seven. Yeah, we can go another, another time, man. That's I why he snuck in. He ain't mentioned that. That's the bronze man right there. Gotcha. Nah, he just do that to, to see what I'm going to say. That's all. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> all, all right, fellas. I appreciate well, right you, man. Later. Yeah, peace. All right, man. Those are fellas. Hopefully, y'all appreciated the show. You know, two hours, I know. People got ADD, but the great thing about it, you can come back and forth. You're working out. You're commuting to work. You're at work. You got a break. Um, and also passes along to young athletes, man, because I think that definitely takes something from it. Definitely knowledgeable guys. You know, you got a current uh, receivers coach for one of the top colleges, you know, in D2. I think he D2. I don't want to slide. I think he D2, but they were the champs. My man, Marvelous. Um, you got to do the Henry Coley, play middle linebacker, worked out with the Saints. Very smart, astute guy that has his own business. Lungsfoot, my OG, has his own business. Robert T. Green, former player, has his own business. So uh, take what you will from this episode, man. But it's the ball hawk. We up out of here. Make sure you go to stajujuice.com. Sponsored by Aber Insurance. Go to Aber Insurance for all your insurance needs. Until then, man, say her name, and you know who lives matter. We out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.